This episode of Gotta Watch is brought to you by WarbyParker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at www.WarbyParkerTrial.com slash gotta watch. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. What we're gonna do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time. (laughs) Gotta watch. What it do? You're listening to the Gotta Watch Podcast, your weekly guide to all the must-see movies and talked-about TV shows. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me this episode is the Brad to my Chad, our co-host, Brad from QTB. Creepers, jeepers, everyone. It's my numero uno, my main man, Bruno, and I'm Brad, and we're here for another... (laughs) I like that. Jeepers, creepers. I love those. I love the intro to that. <laughs> We're here for another Halloween Horrors Gotta Watch episode. Who's ready? I am. Ooh, the suspense is here. We finally reached our final episode in the series. Halloween, we are tackling the 2008 reboot, uh, retcon. I don't know what to really call this, but 2018. the 2008, 2018 version, Halloween. It's a horror thriller crime movie rated R. David Gordon Green is your director, and it stars Jamie Lee Curtis, Judy my girl, Greer. My girl, yes. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I mean, classic. They brought her back and we'll get into, I mean, just how she came back into this movie to, to essentially cap the whole series off. But they, they also uh, casted newcomer Andy Matichak as the girl, the new girl, right? And it even reprises the, uh, ro- the role of Nick Castle, the original uh, Michael Myers and James Jude Courtney as the shape. Now, listen, guys, we we have been doing horror movies all the month of October, and it's so great to cap it off with Halloween, but that's what Gotta Watch is about. Each month, we'll have a new theme featuring movies and television shows that you gotta watch, and this month's theme happened to be Halloween horror, so there was no better movie to uh, cap it off with than the 2018 gem Halloween. I think it was a great addition to the series, especially to kind of reboot it and give it some more gas, but What's your tagline here, Brad? Which one? There's only a few to go with, but which one did you like? Well, I mean, you just you just really set that up perfectly with the fact that we're bringing it back. We're bringing it forward. 2018, it's rebooting. It's refreshing the franchise. So how can I not go with 40 years later, Evil Returns Home? Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to go with, and I'm going to do a, a, a scary voice too. You don't believe, wait, no. Let's, that's well, you can keep that in there, Nick. Well, that this isn't really fear to me, like, this isn't fear. This, this is fear, okay. And my tagline, beat up, speed up, boo, is not speed up, beat up, boo boo, because I thought that would be funny, but it's this you don't believe in the boogeyman, you should. Oh, that's great. That's a great tagline. And that's really I like that one. That's really fitting. I like that one. It really really it is a fitting fitting tagline for not just this one, but for for the the epitome of the character of Michael Myers. I agree. And listen, here's what the movie is about, folks, because that's why you're here. What is what what is even Halloween about? Well, 
It's been 40 years since Laurie Strode survived a vicious attack from crazed killer Michael Myers on Halloween night. Locked up in an institution, Myers manages to escape when his bus transfer goes horribly wrong. Laurie now faces a terrifying showdown when the masked madman returns to Haddonfield, Illinois. But this time, she's ready for him. Before we get started, Brad, hit him with that sponsor. Well, Gotta Watch is proudly part of the Quit the Build podcast network. Get the latest gaming and entertainment news from Quit the Build and discover our network of podcast partners via the QTB network page, only on quitthebuild.com. Oh, man, you guys got to check out that because it's awesome. We got some new new stuff on there. But as always, you can go to the network page, check out Gotta Watch, and figure out what we're going to be doing for the month of uh, November and the month of December. We've got all, all of our calendar stuff up there that you can check out. It's awesome. Anyway, Brad, you've seen this before, right? I mean, this is this is a staple in the Halloween Halloween series, especially for fans out there. If you're a fan of Halloween, we're sure you've seen this. But for those who may not have seen it, did you see this in theaters or did you, was this more of like a home rental for you? So I have seen this a part of the Halloween franchise many a times. I mean, how can you not watch the franchise that is duly named after the the holiday itself, Halloween. Oh, yeah. Uh, this time around, I was able to luckily uh, stream this via my uh, cable provider. It was something that was available through the uh, either TNT or TBS yeah. uh, platform through my provider. So I was able to just pull it up and stream it. But I do own this as well. And it's something that's in the staple of my yearly Halloween films oh yeah that's definitely i mean i i think i think if you're a fan of halloween and horror movies there's definitely certain ones that that crop up year after year that that you gotta watch and this is definitely one of them for me as well i, I think it's on par with the original if you ask me it really is and the cinematography in the original is so amazing and they try and mimic a lot of that in this new in this new one but it's a breath of fresh air into this series which has albeit gotten a little stale and predictable over the years uh so this was a perfect shot of adrenaline in what has been an elephant dart to the audience's face for the for the better part of the latter half of this series but uh, great comic relief from the supporting characters. I think that it wasn't just one character. There were a lot of supporting characters that brought some much needed comic relief to the overall film. And it's it has wonderfully playful homages to previous movies for super fans. So if you're a super fan out there of the Halloween series, this one is right up your alley. You're going to be able to see lots of little Easter eggs in the movie nods to the previous series did you catch any of those brad yeah well for me specifically i love the cinematography of halloween the original mm. you know yeah. it's it's so much you know for me there's there it's it's so in your face that you need to be paying attention to what's going on in the background of each scene it's not just about what's happening with the character in the center of the screen halloween prides itself on showing you that there's subtle actions or Michael Myers movements or it, it creates oh, yeah. it creates that that tenseness that feeling of like at any moment something could happen and I feel like they were able to bring that 
from the original film even better and more forward into the 2018 film where you see that ode to the original film, but making it more of a present day suspense and on your edge of your seat. And you just, especially with the soundtrack too, the soundtrack that it's an iconic opening soundtrack. When that beat hits, you're just like, I know that's Halloween. I know that Mm -hmm. I'm, my heart rate's immediately raised and something suspenseful is going to happen at some point and you just don't know when it's gonna break and you're gonna go oh there it is it happened your the soundtrack is is perfect and there are a lot of new additions to the soundtrack too that you know i'm glad that you mentioned it because one of my favorite parts of the entire movie is during the scene where the shape hunts allison there's uh, a, a the shape is what michael myers is called that is what laurie actually calls him in this film that's what he was credited as in the original film that's also what he's credited as in this film and there's a scene where Allison, the main protagonist, who is the granddaughter of Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, played by Andy Matichak. She's a newcomer in this. They they picked her specifically for that reason. Um, but there's a, there's this the scene where she finally comes face to face with Michael Myers. He's been a figment of her grandmother's delusions for so long. She finally comes face to face with him, and this music just drops. And I tell you, I was just like jamming in my seat, boy. I was like, <laughs> get it, this is awesome. Especially as a uh, mu- music producer, this is something that I definitely saw and was like, I want to do like a remix version of this or anything did you did do you remember that scene when she finally comes face to face with him yeah and bruno i wanted to ask you about that as being someone who is a music producer and seeing how music and the audio can really enhance what you're seeing visually on the screen i wanted to ask you like how do you know how to like those are the moments that are cultivated by the 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 producers and and everyone knowing how to you know really pinpoint how to really bring the most out of a scene, right? Yeah, I, I, you're right. And if you ever go back, if you ever want to take the magic out of scary movies, literally watch some of the the bonus scenes that you can see in in the DVD or Blu-ray, whatever you're, you're, you're watching it on. There's got to be some type of extra scene that's out there that doesn't have a soundtrack backing to it. And it's ridiculous. It really is. It seems like pretty ridiculous to see people run around with someone dressed up as Ghostface or Michael Myers and without the suspenseful music. And it just goes to show you that that type of music, that that suspenseful music <laughs> that you get right there, that is what really evokes the emotions and the and the scariness of 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 certain movies now brad i gotta tell you if you want to survive a scary movie most people say if you start hearing the music you gotta run away right like that's always the that's always what i've heard well just as soon as you start hearing that scary music i'd turn around and go the other way well that's not a problem okay scary music is a good thing it's when the music stops that you got a problem. When it all of a sudden stops and you're just sitting there, it's just like, you know, it got really quiet around here. I don't know what happened. Billy? 
Is anybody in here? Hello. You're exactly right. And that and that but the, again that that audio transition creates the you're you're literally on the edge of your seat. You're literally waiting for the next moment, the next action. Mm-hmm. Anything that happens, whether it's sound, visual, it's gonna tip you in a direction and 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 that transition that dichotomy between suspenseful music and then silence creates that moment that they're looking for as, as the filmmakers. I agree. For those of you who uh, don't go on IMDB like a film nerd like myself, then you probably don't know a lot of the trivia that we try to impart on the show, but we're going to get into some fun trivia. Yeah, that's right. The working production title uh, on set for this movie was Uncle Orange. So for those of you that don't know, every movie has a working title that they use when they're producing the film to help keep certain aspects of it under wraps. Now, it usually always gets out and someone says, "Ah, we're making a we're making a Halloween film." You know, that's that's fine, but the working title for these films can often essentially fool the audiences into thinking it might be something else. So they chose Uncle Orange, which is interesting considering that's pretty much who who Michael Myers is, right? He's the he's your he's he's the David, he's the less approachable David S. Bumpkins of the <laughs> whole thing. <laughs> Nick, I if there isn't a David S. Bumpkins sound bite, I don't even know what we're doing on this show. I don't know. <laughs> We need the music. We need the the dance break. Bring it all. Wizzy. Bring it all. <laughs> bring, bring it all. Any questions? Well, filming lasted 28 days in that uh, in and around Charleston, South Carolina. You know, it amazes quick, quick me. Quick plug, Bruno. Quick plug, Bruno. Charleston is a beautiful, beautiful city. So if you haven't oh, wow. been. Please go check it out. It, it is a great town. I've been there a couple of times for business and travels personally. It's a great town, great barbecue, great shops, you know, take the wife. There's there's something for everyone there. It's a great family town. Uh, quick shout out to Charleston. So just want to plug yeah. that real quick. And it's always fun that these you can actually go around and see these filming locations. Again, if if you're if you frequent some of the uh, deeper parts of IMDb for any type of movie, you can find the filming locations for every movie and it will tell you addresses that you can go and see the street that they may have used or the the house that they use for a particular thing that's very neat now don't go up and knock on the door anything like that um you don't want to surprise random people i know so sad very sorry for you but don't do that okay (laughs) hey hey by the way knock 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 hey did you know hey I came here because the movie Halloween shot here. <laughs> Can I come in and see the house? <laughs> this is a that private property. in Oregon. Like, they, there's uh, the uh, Goonies house. The people that own the Goonies house, they're just, like, signs out front of their house that just basically say, like, don't come up and knock on our door. You could take a picture, but, like, don't come up on our property. Like, somebody lives there. <laughs> come on. So. If you're going to buy that property, you got to know that's what right? you're taking on, right? You got to I mean, know. You gotta know. You gotta watch. You gotta know. Signed up for. You gotta know. You signed up for for movie tours, right? Like that's you know that's just part of part of owning a movie house. This is in no way uh, related to what we're talking about. So let's just take a hard transition here. 
the opening and closing credits is stylized after the original 1978 version of Halloween. Love, the, um, love the nod. I love the yes. nod. You got to keep it. You got to keep it uh, back to the original because that really definitely. What's what launched the series? Or what launched the character? And what? And what's the in, the interesting thing about that is the jack o' lantern instead of slowly decaying, it slowly is resurrected um on camera and so essentially goes from decayed to uh reassembled again and back to back to new uh while the credits are in the same position as the original 19 the end credits are in the same position in the same style and it took them a long time to film that sequence essentially i don't have the actual days on there but i think they essentially set a camera up in front of the pumpkin and then just let it decay for a, a month or two until they got the shot and then they just played it in reverse and boom that's the opening shot so you know that's that takes the magic out of it it wasn't cgi it was real practical effects that they actually had to set a camera in a room and go in there they couldn't really check on it because obviously it would affect the light so you just kind of have to let it run and monitor it from another room or something I, of that nature <laughs> i appreciate that bruno there's so much cgi these days that you know like if there's actually something that was done it, maybe it wasn't the most efficient way but it was oh, true yeah. to true to the nature that that's great and, like, and it's something that will last a lifetime a lot of there's a, there's a big school of thought in between whether or not cgi or practical effects are better and what what lasts longer and i gotta tell you from an editing standpoint and and somebody who has seen a lot of films the practical effects always stand up to the test of time whereas cgi can get lost in pockets of time as it just it's technologically based and it, you can only do so much to recreate something of that nature especially if you go back and watch some of the early iron man or avengers films you're like oh what was, what was that like you know like that <laughs> no, kind of weird that didn't age well so you know that will be no different but this will be different because it is a real practical effect it was a they essentially waited until it got really old which is exactly what they did with Michael Myers because Michael Myers is 61 years old in this film. Happy birthday, Michael Myers, born October 19th. So if you you're listening know. to this his, on the 19th, there you his, go. <laughs> his face looks the same and, and that, that because he's got a mask, right? He's got a mask on. It's a, so they did have several different masks that they used throughout production and they they like to tatter them up and, and add some grit and grime to them to make them seem more authentic and weathered. Uh, which is, you know, very interesting to me that they used uh different masks for it, but uh, Nick Castle reprises his role as the original Michael Myers, unmasked, albeit, uh, alongside James Jude Courtney, who essentially plays the masked version of him. The shape. Um, and it, yeah, exactly, the shape. But there's a few scenes where you see the back of Michael's head, you see the side of his face a little bit unmasked. And that is Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers, doing that. Bruno, you want to hear my theory here? You know, you yeah. want to know why he's always credited as the shape in every, every film? Why? It's because, did you know that the mask that Michael Myers wears is actually a mask that is of it's William Shatner's face. 
Did you know I that? I did know that. I did not tell the audience that doesn't know what essentially they did to to this original mask. So for those of you who don't know, the original Halloween, they didn't have a mask, but they did have a William Shatner Halloween mask, right? Yeah. So the, the, the actual mask is actually specifically of a Captain Kirk death mask created for Star Trek. Oh, wow. And yeah. And so the reason why I think it's always credited as the shape and not something else is because they didn't want to have to give William Shatner any credits for every film. Cause you know, <laughs> you know, William Shatner, whenever he can, that's is going to attach face. his name to the film. <laughs> that's, a, that's a Brad theory right here on the gotta watch podcast. Barefoot you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are so many nods in this movie that pay homage to all the Halloween films. So if if you've seen them all, then you're going to be able to pick out and recall certain scenes from every every single one. I'll just list a couple, several scenes uh, and kills pay, play homage to other Halloween film. The bus crash with the Smith's Grove patients wandering around is similar to the opening scenes of Halloween where Loomis arrives at Smith's Grove and several patients are wandering around. The young boy is killed in the same fashion, almost as Annie Brown. Jacket was in the original Halloween, with the exception of the knife slash to the throat. Uh, the trick-or-treaters can be heard singing the nursery rhyme from the opening of Halloween. There, There's masks from Halloween 3 that the children are wearing. One of the trick-or-treaters has a boombox over his head that's a nod to Halloween 2. And they even did nods to the later films where they have full recreation of, uh, of an entire gas station that was used in, uh, I think Halloween four. So they, re he really went out of his way to, uh, Danny McBride did to make sure, and, and David Gordon Green, the director to make sure that they paid tribute to the original films that came forward. Now, is this your favorite, Brad, or did you did you catch any of those those little callouts or anything like that? No, I caught a lot of those, Bruno's, and that's what I think what made it so appreciative and so enjoyable because it was it felt like a modern day 2018 at the time version where it felt more suspenseful, a little bit more. There was more production value to it, right? Because there is yeah. better film technology now than there was, what, 30 years prior, right? And oh, so, yeah. but to still see some of those, even with his iconic weapon, you know, his big, you know, chef's blade, right? That the way yeah. he kills. I think kills, uh, you know, Vicky's boyfriend impelled by that large knife in a similar way oh, that man, I tell you that would, that would kill, that would kill me, bro. I got, I got to say Vicky's boyfriend was one of my favorite characters <laughs> in the entire thing. Poor, the, the poor, first of all, so Vicky's boyfriend's name is Dave and Vicky is Allison's like best friend. She's babysitting this little boy, Julian and Julian ends up seeing uh, Michael Myers in his bedroom and he runs down the stairs and he's like, Vicky, Vicky, you know, there's a guy with effed up face in my bedroom. <laughs> the This little kid is the, he was that comic relief that I'm talking about. And uh, she's like, I'll go check it out. And he goes, no, send Dave first. <laughs> Poor Dave is sitting here. Now, listen, here's the thing about Dave, right? Dave is played by none other than 
Miles Robbins, son of Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes, he he is a great, he's been in some great teen movies lately. He was in Cockblockers with John Cena. John Cena, and Les, can't see Leslie, me. Yeah, Leslie Mann. He's a great like stoner kid. I don't know why. Like he just, he plays he, a really great. Was he in Neighbors as well? I don't think so. Maybe I don't I'm think thinking he was. the wrong person. No, James Franco, or not James Franco, Dave Franco was in that. Yeah, what? Uh, yeah, yeah, he was in there. So uh, how do we segue back into this without Nick's help? This is a segue. Speaking of Julian, did you... And, and you know, you know, there, we were talking about these Easter eggs or whatnot, and, and and in Julian's bedroom, the rotating lamp features a clown with a knife, which is obviously a nod to the first killing in the original film, Michael Myers. I don't want to uh, spoil his first his first kill there, but. Uh, did you catch that? Did you catch any of those little Easter eggs like that? Like, did you see anything that you were like, man, I, I, I remember that or that looks familiar, you know, maybe subconsciously I did. I mean, I don't want to give myself too much credit, Bruno. You know, I want to say like, yeah, I totally <laughs> saw that. But I think, you know, subliminally, I, I, they do a great job of there being this just consistency of the atmosphere of these movies, right? Like, you want to think it's different or, it, you know, but the, that's the beauty of these, right? Is there's this, mm. a, there's this consistency at a base level of like, this is a Halloween movie. I know yeah. it's a neighborhood or it's a room. Like there's all of the little touches here and there. You're just like, oh, it's so simplistic or it's so it's a kid's bedroom or something. But then yeah. you, you see those things, you go, wow, like. Okay. Now, yeah, yeah, I know what's coming. Or I, I, there's <laughs> something there, right? So exactly. Well, and you, you know, we mentioned the fact that that Jamie Lee Curtis reprised her role as Laurie Strode, and we have Jake Gyllenhaal to to thank for that. And which is funny because Nick and I just finished watching Donnie Darko a few weeks ago. And that was, uh, so if you haven't listened to that episode of gotta watch, be sure to check that out. But Jake Gyllenhaal helped convince Jamie Lee Curtis to reprise her role of Laurie Strode for the film. Apparently Jake Gyllenhaal is a family friend of the Curtis's and is dubbed by her as an unofficial godson. Jealous, seriously jealous. How how cool would it to be to have Jamie Lee Curtis as like your godmother? Like well, she's all, she's so cool. She's like the unofficial queen of Halloween, right? I feel like she is Yeah, I would I say. Mean, not to not to discredit her her other you know films and other successes that she's had in Hollywood, but I mean, especially by reprising this role, I mean, she is synonymous with halloween definitely i can't i can't but not think of when i think of halloween movies you see her face not just the iconic characters that are created to support these films but when you think of actors who have been so synonymously related to these films i mean she's definitely number one i i, I can't i mean she is she's got that that stay factor with 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 these Halloween movies. She's the original scream queen, and uh, man, how cool would it be to interview her? But listen, uh, it, let's 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 set the stage here, Brad. You're making a podcast on a deranged serial killer, Michael Myers, and you you decide, hey, I'm going to antagonize him with the very mask that he dons and all of his infamous killings. You stop at a gas station, 
you know, as one does, and discover that the mechanic and the cashier have been brutally murdered. Who are you going to interview first? Nobody. I'm leaving you behind. And I'm, in the, I'm getting the hell out of there. <laughs> getting the heck out of there, Brad. We are not going to take it. Getting the heck out of Dodge for this one. That's the scary thing about Michael Myers, right? Is that he doesn't really run anywhere. He just kind of slowly walks. And that's just a great life lesson that just goes to show you that if you just steadily keep walking your course. and You're going to get there. You're going to get there. You're going to get there. For those of you who haven't seen any of the Halloween movies, uh, I would say you're really, really missing out. But there's tons of ways that you can watch them. And that's probably one of the coolest things about the series. Because the series has been brought back so many times, there are several different timelines where you can essentially go through all of the, the, the movies. And those happen to be, you can watch Halloween one, uh, and then jump to this Halloween that we're talking about here. So you can watch the original 1978 version and then jump to this one. That is a complete timeline right there. Aside from Halloween kills, which is coming up. Um, but you can all, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but you can also watch Halloween one, Halloween two, and then Halloween four, then Halloween five, and then Halloween curse of the Mike curse of Michael Myers. That will take you through the most basic timeline. Halloween three is a very, very interesting, completely separate from continuity in the series. Michael Myers doesn't even show up in Halloween three. Have you seen that one? Halloween I, three season of the witch. No, I have not Bruno. I, I, I oh, got to add this to my list. I got to watch definitely it for the, and that's another, that's another one for you. Gotta watch listeners out there. If you haven't seen Halloween three, give it a shot because it, when they first started making the series, John Carpenter wanted the Halloween series to be more than, than Michael Myers. He wanted it to be a series, like an anthology of different things terrible, crazy things that happened on Halloween. And it's so sad that, that it was not received well because it essentially turned them off from ever doing another version of this again, but it really is good in its own right. And, and Halloween lovers will tell you that if you don't treat it like a Michael Myers movie and really just treat it as its own separate movie, you're going to love it. So Halloween, Halloween three season of the witch its own little film. That's why it wasn't included in the list. I said before, that's why we went Halloween one, two, and then four, but you can also watch which one of my favorites to watch is the 90s what i call the 90s the late 90s revival and that's where mm. you watch halloween one halloween two then you watch halloween h2o 20 years later the one with ll cool j and yep. then you watch halloween resurrection the one with buster rhyme <laughs> and <laughs> And it's awesome. Those those two are really good. And then if you're if you're still wanting more from this, you can watch uh, the 2007 remake of Halloween and the 2009 remake of Halloween Two. Uh, that was a series reboot from Rob Zombies. 
Rob Zombie, excuse me, uh, he did a fantastic job of getting a different perspective onto Michael Myers. The second one's not that great, but the first one is very gritty. It has a, deals a lot more with Michael Myers' home life and less about him as an adult, although it does have that in there. Very, very good uh, just well, context piece. Have you ever seen that one? I have, and you know why that's important to note all of those different timelines and options? Because one, it just it speaks to the volume and, and the the homestay of this series, right? But yeah, two, as sure. you mentioned a little earlier, it also speaks to the fact that we've got not one, but two more films coming. We've got Halloween Kills that is coming out here shortly, and then next year we've got Halloween Ends. And I cannot Ooh. wait to see not one but both of them because I think now if you as you just named there's there's so many of these films yeah if they're gonna title something Halloween ends I gotta think that's gotta be gotta be the final chapter in this long storied rivalry yeah. between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode yeah well you know John Carpenter claimed that this would be the last Halloween film this one that we're talking about even though they they were contractual obligations for a sequel. As of November 2019, uh, two sequels are already in development, and I we can tell you now, obviously, they're 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 greenlit. They are completely greenlit. Um, Halloween Kills is coming out next next week from the time that we're recording this. Uh, we're recording this a little early, but by the time this airs, Halloween Kills will have already been released and yeah and halloween ends will be on the precipice of releasing as it comes out next year so that's really that's really great danny mcbride said that they originally planned to do uh two back-to-back -back movies but they decided to scale it back to one film where they were like you know let's learn from this and see what works and what doesn't and i think that was a good call uh, they definitely had an idea of where they wanted to go with this story, and hopefully they do it justice because they they really wanted a chance to do this, and it was great to be able to see something like this come from uh, the mind of, of, of a comedian. And, and we're going to be talking about that again with the next episode that we talk about, which is Get out how about that comedian jordan peele uh in his debut film directorial debut and writing debut i mean uh for feature film just really really incredible but i mean if you haven't already gotten out there and and seen one of the the halloween series definitely Check this one out. I would say Bruno, start with the what? I'm gonna challenge our our gotta watch community. How who has not seen one of these yet? Like to be honest, like I mean this 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 to me even growing up as a he's kid, he's calling you out. You know, I feel like anyone who's anyone or you know everyone has heard of these movies, right? Everyone yeah. has heard of the movie, has seen at least the cover or seen the mask. Oh yeah, and and, and has had to at some point at least watched it turn it on seen a scene something of that nature i mean i i would be i would be if any of you listeners have not seen this yet let us know and, yeah. and i would i would love to understand why you have not seen one of these yet yeah i i well yeah definitely i mean obviously if you're not into scary movies uh like our our buddy nick he may not have seen any of these so oh, i forgot but, about nick my bad <laughs> 
he's he he has all the power to edit you right now. I can't I can't imagine what he's gonna put up there. <laughs> yep, I have not seen any of these. I should do like an AMA on Reddit or something. You know, ask me anything. I haven't seen any movie ever. <laughs> Try and figure out why. <laughs> Love you, Nick. Oh. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen any of them, if you haven't seen any of them, start with the original 1978 version. You won't be disappointed. It ages very well. Um, and then you can jump around to different movies in the series from there. You can jump around to the modern one. You can go into the 90s. Uh, you can pick up right from where that left off uh, with Halloween 2. And if you like Halloween, the series, check out the Scream series. It's heavily inspired by Halloween and definitely is a breath of fresh air into the the slasher uh, movie genre. And I would also say that the counterpart to this may be a little, albeit not as refined, is the Friday the 13th series with Jason. He, that's definitely something that you should check out if Halloween is your uh, your jam because it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's another slasher film for you. So I, I hear you, Bruno, but I would love to hear from the QTB community. Are we going with Jason? Or are we going with Michael Myers? I feel like that, that Ooh. you got to pick one or the other. I don't think you can, you can pick, you can't be both. Right. I think you got to pick one or the other. Definitely. I'm, I'm team Michael. I'm team Michael Myers. I'm, I'm uh, with you. Uh, I mean, that's just my, that's my go-to and We'll never know because I don't think there's ever been a Michael versus yeah. There's never been a Michael versus. There's been a Freddy versus Jason, and Jason went to space one time. Do you remember that? <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> Thanks for jogging my memory. I forgot. I kind of forgot ass about got that. Sent to space, and I don't even. He just reached. He went ham in space. So yeah, that was. <laughs> albeit one of the best Jason movies there is the cheesiest, but one of the best. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta watch that again. Definitely. We, and before we get into these final ratings, today's podcast was sponsored in part by Pearson limited for marketing media that works in bespoke design to power your business. Visit PierceUnlimited.com. Brad, IMDB gave Halloween 2018 a very, very paltry 6.5. Yeah, what? well, I, IMDB needs to IMDB needs to get get their numbers straight. I, I feel like yeah. it's a little bit of a little bit of a low ball score. I mean, maybe I'm partial. I love Halloween. I love this time of year. And Michael Myers, as we just discussed, is one of my favorite Halloween fixtures. So I'm giving this, especially this being the 2018 reboot, refresh, I'm giving this a solid 8 out of 10. I really feel like you said, we've discussed today, it it has great callbacks to the original films. It's it's consistency with what it brings to the table for the Halloween Halloween horror genre. And the, the iconic character of Michael Myers to bring that that age that that seasoned seasoned nature to a, a 2018 film I, I i really think it gets an eight out of ten for me i i agree i think it's definitely up there for me i'm you know as i look through the it's so hard because i'm trying to 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 compare them to other other films and i'm like does this deserve more or less in this respect i would say as as far as originality goes and and an interesting plot i I gave it a solid 7.5 i think it's definitely worth more than the 6.5 that they're giving it on imdb and i think that it really 
is, like you said, it's one of the better Halloween films. It's always going to be hard to, to stack up against the original, but they did such a great job of paying homage to all of the other movies in, a, in very subtle, natural, and organic ways that didn't seem forced. And it, it was a great version of the film. I love the Halloween series. It's definitely one of my favorite Halloween horror movies that are just horror movies in general. I, I definitely can watch it over and over again. So solid 7.5 for me. Now we're crunching the numbers and that gives us a, a, uh, looks like 22 out of a possible 30 with an average score of 7.3. Not bad. Not bad for for uh, uh for our Halloween movies. It's not the highest rated, not the lowest rated, right in there. For the next episode, we're going to be diving in to get out. We're kicking off Thanksgiving. Woohoo! I know. What why are we doing get out for Thanksgiving? Well, because we know some of you might still be lingering on to those Halloween feels and what better way to get you out of those feels than with the worst family party to have ever existed in the history of family parties. Get out by Jordan Peele. Are you ready for that one, Brad? <laughs> Talk about one of the worst parties you could ever be invited to, especially as your significant other, right? Takes me back to those days of oh. dating, my, dating my wife and I was yeah, nervous right? as crazy, right? Oh, Definitely. Do we have a bonus award to give out to to our listeners for this film? Do we have anything for him? I, I'm going to give the bonus award out to podcasters in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's give a shout out to all our podcasters yeah. out there. Hey. Uh, you know, we're all we're all making our own content, but uh, kudos to the ones in the movie who felt the need that their content needed to be around a serial killer, and that they yeah. Need yeah. Kudos to you. Thank you so much for doing the dirty work and giving other podcasts who might be doing the same type of content, more content, because then they can do a podcast on your podcast where you died. So exactly. I mean, this is, this is, this is so <laughs> meta. <laughs> let's, let's talk about our Patreon supporters, Nick, Nick, Epic Capture Productions, the Dudas Monk, Indie Gamiacs, and Alan Abadessa. If you would like a shout out on each and every episode, be sure to check out our Patreon on quitthebuild.com slash community. You can go there and check out all of our socials and stuff like that. But you can check out the Patreon. Uh, tiers start as little as $2. You can jump on and see bonus content from this and our QTB parent podcast. I mean, you can get some video game news, some more of Bruno and Brad and Nick. It's just a lot of fun. Plus, if you want to shout out for your business, for your mom, for your aunt, or for your little brother, anyone at all, you can grab one of the $5 tiers like the Patreon supporters we just mentioned. Brad, tell them about that community page and the socials, though. How can you not want to be a part of the QTB network, part of the QTB community? Please check out our website, as Bruno said. Check out the community page. Become a part of our family. Check out all our socials. We're on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. I don't know, Bruno. Am I missing any? I know there's several. 
Oh, uh, man, we're everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We even have a Discord. Terry's on the Discord. That's my right. My man, Terry. And we've been doing some some gotta watch watch parties, right? Yes. Where we, uh-huh. Nick was watching Mars Attacks. Terry was watching Beetlejuice on the Discord. So if you're Join not us on live. our Discord, like you can you can watch these films with us, or just you know hang out with us and say, hey, what's up? What's going on? So be sure to check it out. Until next time, when we tackle Get Out. For Brad, I'm Bruno. And for Bruno, I'm Brad. Peace out. What it do. Promotional consideration for Gotta Watch is brought to you in part by William Shatner Masks. William Shatner Masks. He's dead, Jim. Jim.